Sebenzile on SAFM. All right, let's go back now to that story I was uh, I mentioned uh, um, just before we went to the headlines. Thousands of delegates are gathered in Beijing as China's governing Communist Party starts its elective Congress today, set to usher in a historic term in power for Xi Jinping. She has been described as the most powerful Chinese leader since Mao Zedong in the 1970s. The decision to extend Xi's presidency comes after a two-term limit was abolished in 2018. If elected she will lead the world's second largest economy and one of its biggest military forces. Some analysts say he is likely to push China towards more economic growth and more authoritarian political stance in a third five-year term. To discuss this, we join now on the line from Ethiopia by Professor David Munyai, Director of the Center for Africa-China Studies at the University of Johannesburg. Professor, thank you very much uh, for your time with us uh, this morning. Um, if indeed uh, she gets uh, yet uh, another another term, another three, uh, another five-year um, third term, what will this mean for that country? Um, as we speak, I think China is undergoing... Um, fundamental shift in terms of its economy, society, as well as its place um, in the world. Uh, this is all it's happening within a geopolitics where there have a tension with the United States and outstanding issues, particularly um, unification uh, with Taiwan. And therefore, I think President uh, Xi uh, will continue to firstly um, complete the original mission, which is to bring Taiwan back into the fold, um, uh, as well as uh, stabilize and ensure that the economy grows a bit further um, with an aim uh, of strengthening the economy for China to be a developed, fully developed and prosperous country by 2049, um, in line with uh, a centenary uh, of the revolution uh, that took place in 1949. Are there um, any sort of uh, stumbling blocks, perhaps, that could get in in, uh, in Xi's way? Yeah, like any other political party, I think there will be uh, contestation of leadership, um, uh, policy discussions. Uh, but the way the Chinese Communist Party uh, does its process from local, provincial, and uh, now national, uh, issues has been percolated uh, in all these other levels. By the time it reaches uh, this stage, I mean, it differs from the ANC uh, way of uh, of doing conferences. And therefore, I think at the moment it, it appears that it's a, a smooth ride uh, for President Xi Jinping. A lot of uh, policy uh, have been processed and, and there's a, a consensus. It's just a question of endorsement and full agreement and selection of new leaders um, as well as uh, ensure that uh, navigate Chinese economy in uh, post-COVID uh, with a zero uh, policy on COVID uh, that President Xi is advancing. There are a lot of discussions around that, when to open the economy, how to handle issues. Uh, tensions with India, how to handle in other states, uh, mm-hmm. as well as how to bring in um, federal nationals in Taiwan in terms of unification, uh, the complete revolution of the Chinese society.
society. Mm-hmm. Of course, it isn't only just about the economy, uh, for for civil society. Think about uh, human rights lawyers as well that have been imprisoned uh, during his term. Um, him continuing uh, to be to be in power um, is not, I suppose, going to be widely accepted, particularly by by civil society. It makes one wonder, though, what what options they have, seemingly that uh, uh, given how how much he's consolidated authority over his his ten years in power already. Um, the perception that is coming mainly from the Western world is that uh, he's a dictator um, and there's no room for discussions and the locking up of opposition and the like. Uh, but a closer look is that the Chinese system is completely different from the Western. Uh, it operates uh, with different norms and values. Um, and therefore, I think uh, there's a consensus within the party itself that that's being hard on um, on anti-corruption. I think mm. that, that there has been some movements there. Um, and therefore, the party system itself, to open it up to have your liberal democracy, it's not something that China is practicing. And those who are advancing those systems have absolutely no room other than to operate within the existing system within China itself. And therefore, there's that clash in terms of analysis. Uh, we all look at the system from our own lenses, which is a Western a liberal democratic uh, institution system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Important point there. Thank you very much, uh, Professor. We're going to have to leave it there. Professor David Munyai, Director of the Center for Africa-China Studies at the University of Johannesburg, joining us on the line there from Ethiopia.